Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. Matt LaFleur urges on this home crowd. Hugs everywhere on that Green Bay sideline. And the Packers are going to the playoffs. And maybe even ahead of schedule. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Wild Card Week with Dirt and Sprague on 1080. It means everything. You know, this is the opportunity that we work for. The fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. What is happening? Nice little Tuesday uh, morning here, soaking wet. What happened? You get wet on the way in? It's a little gusty last night, a little windy. Oh, we got a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Dude, Tons a lot of, of rain. A lot of debris in the old condo complex. A lot of loose limbs came. Airplane doors? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Those are a little further east of our, our location. Not far from you, though. Not far. Not very far from you. I got you. a back fence that is like on its, it's a cat with nine lives, and it's used all nine lives. And it's gonna, I know it's going down at some point. Mm. And every time I see the report of like, hey, it's gonna be nasty out, lots of wind, I'm like shoving rocks underneath the little boards because there's a little concrete underneath oh, it. Yeah. Try and hold the boards in. I got yep. some bricks trying to keep that thing up. And every time I wake up after a big windstorm, I just pray, please do Please tell me that fence did not go down. When we looked at our house we lived in, we live in now, uh, the backyard fence was down. There had been like a snow and wind <laughs> thing happening. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. No, I, I we we said you got to put the fence up. Yeah. You got to fix the fence or figure that out because we won't give you this offer. No, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of money, and I'm not doing that. And I'm I'm sitting in the same spot. My my whole backyard fence, which is not tiny. Is probably going to go sometime in the next three to five years. Yeah, just teetering on the brink. And the other, the other thing about that is, you never know what your neighbor's situation is. You don't want to assume everybody's in the same spot as you. 
So, like, I don't know if I'll be paying for that thing by myself or if I'm going to actually yeah. have neighbors financially help me. Yeah, the tough part for me is I don't know. Um, they might. They, they, they could. The neighbors behind me, every time I hear them in the backyard, they don't speak English. And so that's a whole other can of worms that I got to deal with. And mm. if this fence goes down, I don't, how do I go? What if there's a language barrier there? What do I say? They'll know what you're talking about. The fence, they're going to be like, I don't know. Like, all right, great. Now it's $10,000 out of my pocket. So in this scenario, you say fence and they respond, I don't know. <laughs> But they don't know English? They don't know. They don't know what you're talking about. They don't know what you're talking about. IDK. <laughs> I mean, if I were them, that's the card that I would pull. No hablo inglés. Sorry, oh, I can't help yeah. you out there, Bob. Uh, can I ask you a question? I I, won, I was wondering yesterday if I had a worse day than a Husky fan. Ooh, that's tough to top. It's very tough to top. Maybe impossible. Who, who's seen their team win or lose two national championships? Mm. Very painful. Tough days. I had forgotten Zeke ran for 246 <sighs> yards and yeah. four touchdowns in that game. I didn't. <clears throat> Tyson Alger also sent a nice tweet, said, remember when Oregon wore silver uniforms in the national championship? And I I, thought, too soon. Too soon. I also saw that tweet after I saw the highlight. I had forgotten they wore gray. They wanted to go with gray in their title game. No school colors. Who needs school colors in a big game? What did you guys wear? What did you wear for the Auburn Natty? Silver. They had the neon with the silver. It was like their first uh, step into the neon foray. It had a neon stripe down the middle of the helmet, neon yellow socks. Mm. The socks were cool, but they also wore, you know, silver. Maybe maybe get a title game and wear school colors next time. Maybe that would be a thing. Only positive out of the Liberty win, honestly, is they wore the throwbacks (laughs) in the Fiesta Bowl. Finally, school colors in a big game. (laughs) Um so yesterday, my my daughter's been uh, nagging me. I've got a jar of lemon filling, lemon pie filling, <laughs> that I was going to make a lemon meringue pie, I guess, a year ago, and I had forgotten about it. So I found the can, and she's been nagging me, like, yo, why do you have this if you're not going to make a pie? So I get home yesterday. I We had a Zoom call after the show that kind of mentally wiped me out. Like, it literally put me to sleep. <laughs> Everything's fine here. It's never been better. At an Odyssey station. I looked over at the meeting and Sprague sitting in his chair. Just, I was dead asleep. I was like, hey, honey, time to go home. Time to go home. Our day's over. I was like, well, and nothing uh, was said on that meeting. And uh, so I get home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to distract myself. So I make lemon meringue pie Ooh. with a graham cracker crust because I had one of those pre-made graham cracker crust things. Nice thing to, to like do on a Monday. For. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I'm not a big fan of them, but I had it. You know, I got to use it. And I read the recipe. oh and I did everything perfect. You should have seen the peaks of my meringue. Mm. Oh, they were top notch. Stiff peaks. Stiff peaks. <laughs> Put it on, bake it, brown the peaks. It looked yes. all nice. Had some nice brown quaffed all over there it. There you go. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah. It says let it sit out for an hour. I let it sit out for an hour and a half. I'm like perfect. Put it in the fridge. Put it away. Look what I did today. I got a good pie. Then dinner comes. I'm sitting down, I'm watching the game. I don't have anything to eat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to order pizza. I'm, I'm pulling a cool dad move. I'm ordering pizza. I'm not, I'm not necessarily the proudest, but I've been loyal to this company since I was a child, okay? Yeah. Okay. I ordered two pizzas and a thing of wings. Two medium pizzas? <laughs> they definitely were medium. They were two larges. <laughs> uh, I'm not buying it. I want receipts. Larges. I want to see receipts. I actually have the receipt on my email right now. I want to see the circle of the pan. <laughs> I got a stuffed crust and a regular large sausage and cheese pizza. Okay? Stuffed crust is a bold move. Well, my young, my oldest likes stuffed crust, and so I told yeah, her the I'd kids get like the the pulled cheese. It's exciting, right? Yes. You take a bite of the crust. Oh, more cheese. Ooh. 
they have to go through a DoorDash person because they actually technically don't have delivery drivers as a pizza place. Pizza Pizza is what I will call this place. Okay. If you catch my drift there. Yeah, big fan of Pizza Pizza. Well, uh, you know, Hot and Ready's were my college years, yeah. and my cousin used to buy them when I was a child, so I, I'm pretty loyal to this company. No drivers. That's crazy talk. I know. So I get my delivery from my DoorDash driver, and uh, I see the boxes and immediately go, this is not my order. Uh-oh. And the pizza joint's like 20 minutes away. I'm not moving at this point. The game's on. Right. And I go book in my receipt and make sure I ordered right. I did. I call the pizza joint seven times. It goes to like a 1994 voicemail. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. And I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah, if they're so busy, I'm sure they're going to have time to listen to your voicemail and get back to you in a timely manner. I spent 40 bucks on this order. I got a tiny order of breadsticks. And I mean like seven breadsticks in a little box. <laughs> I got six wings, not eight. And I got my sausage pizza, which had all the sausage on two slices. <laughs> So now I'm sitting here, I've ruined dinner, I've paid way too much for the food that I got, yeah, and nobody's answering my phone call. Mm. And oh, by the way, Did I'm you... watching now Washington Unravel, so now the yes. game is not becoming good <laughs> <No>. anymore. <laughs> I go sit down, ten minutes later, my, my oldest comes up, Dad, 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 what? Can I have dessert? Sure! It's in the fridge! Just have it for dinner. She gets the pie. I hear this... Oh, it's wet? And I go, what? Uh-oh. Look at the pie. I see a little liquid. I lifted the meringue off of a slice. It came fully off. It was nothing but lemon <laughs> liquid. And my graham cracker crust had melted into just goo. So this is what I do. My daughter's been annoying me the entire game. Talking to me at the most pivotal points of the game. Oh, yeah. My pizza order was $40. And I got none of the food I wanted. And then my pie that I spent 40 minutes doing got completely ruined. So in a rage, I grab the pie, I go to my garbage, I open the garbage, and I plan to slam the pie, except I take my foot off the garbage, <laughs> the, the lid closes, I slam the pie on top of the lid, it goes everywhere. Pie everywhere. And now I'm looking up, and it's 3413. There's pie all over my kitchen floor and my garbage can, and I go, I'm I might be having a worse night yeah, than even tough. a husky fan. That's yeah, true. Point. And that's... your kid still wants dessert. <sighs> Oof. Yeah, and didn't get the pizza that she wanted to. On top of that, oh her, I know her I know. pizza didn't yeah. get delivered. Your pizza got delivered, yeah. but her pizza nowhere to be found. It was it was a splendid night. It was a great night. <laughs> Those are the kind of days because everybody has one, and they usually happen every couple of weeks or a couple of months, whatever the case. And it just it feels like the entire universe is aligned against you. Yeah, like just nothing can go right. You get stuck in traffic. Something goes wrong at work. You say something stupid. Something bad happens. Like whatever the case, it just you always have one. Of those days and i always try at the end of one of those just to look in the mirror and laugh of like could could today have gone it's like almost like the end of christmas vacation like we're already in hell it can't get any worse than this <laughs> this is the bottom of the barrel it can't possibly get any worse yet here we are we're still alive it's war it's terrible too when those things happen and it's that late at night and you're like i gotta go to bed in 45 minutes yes. now we gotta yes. clean pie off i gotta finish my show sheet the game's still on i want to see the post game mm -hmm. and i got pile over my floor that's a pretty bad Monday right there. It, it wasn't the greatest Monday. I did, you know, I did tell myself it could be worse. I could be dead. You could, uh, you could be dead, yes. And then I, I did kind of laugh. I just laughed at how stupid I probably looked 
looking to throw the pie aggressively into the trash <laughs> while taking your foot off of the thing that holds the lid open. Yeah, not a good call. And so slamming the pie on top of the garbage. I thought my wife had seen all of this. She was 12 <laughs> feet to my left, and she just stared at me as if, like, you're an idiot. She got up, and she goes, what are you, what are you mopping up? And I went... Oh, you didn't see any of it? And she goes, no. And I told her everything. And she started laughing. goes, you're such a moron. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, I realize yeah. this. Thank you. That's a very helpful comment right now. I appreciate the emotional and mental support you're giving me. Now, I also know, in being honest, I didn't have a worse night than a Husky. No. That, that was no, brutal. No, no, you didn't. That's a bad night, though. Not having the right food delivery is a, it's the one danger. Well, the, not the one danger. There's a few dangers of I got robbed. delivery. I feel like I got robbed. You got robbed. And I've been loyal to that company, and everybody makes fun of that company. No, it's never anybody's <laughs> favorite pizza joint. And I've been loyal since I was like five, and I got rewarded by getting ripped off. I got stabbed in the back by a Roman. <laughs> you did. Unbelievable. Down goes Caesar, man. <sighs> Brutus. After all those years of support. All those years. You don't send me my stuffed crust pizza. Yeah, I used to get made fun of in college for grabbing a $5 hot and ready and showing up to somebody's apartment. And the same people that make fun of me would ask if they could grab a slice. Yeah. And I'd always give them a slice. I'm like, you know what? Okay, it's right up the road. If you ever want one, they're right there. $5 hot and ready. I lived off hot and ready's for about two years in college. So did I. Maybe once a week, if not more than that. Five dollar large pizza, and it was like it was never too hot, so you could just go pick it up. It was perfect and temperature. Immediately eat because oh. sometimes you get the pizza and it's too hot. You take the first bite and you got to do the. <laughs> you kind of breathe on it like a dog, and you get the steam coming off, and the cheese kind of slides <laughs> off. It's not good. This was pizza that you just know. <laughs> you just you know you can grab it, you pick it up, you bite into it, and that first bite's not going to burn the roof of your mouth. It always got the job done. It always yep. delivered. Yeah, we had the pizza wars uh, amongst the deliveries there at UPS. You had Pizza Answer and Pizza Time, which oh, were local. Yeah. And then Domino swooped in mm, and went $6 large pepperonis. You can't beat that deal. No. I'm sorry. That's a good deal. No, it's like a, it's like a big bookstore coming in, booting out the little grandma and grandpa yeah. shop, man. You can't compete with that. We don't need you, Meg Ryan. <laughs> we... <laughs> That's a great reference by you. We used to play at Dixon, the rec center at Oregon State. We used to play that for two, two and a half hours. Full pickup court basketball. I misheard the start of that, but that's okay. Uh, Dixon Recreational okay. Center. He used to play where? What's going on here? Dixon. Okay. Dixon. And I mean, two and a half hours of just basketball. So I, man, I was starving. I yeah. used to eat that whole large yeah. pizza by myself. <laughs> Gonna fill up some protein, man, some carbs. Let's go. That's right. I, I miss After, those days. They lowered in the spring, they lowered the hoops in the old gym, Warner Gym, to nine foot. They had nine foot. We eat some dunking on going four. on, huh? I was like the shack of nine Were foot. Were you yamming hoops. on nine foot? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? I don't mean disrespectfully. That's kind of an upset. Not a lot of people can dunk on nine foot. Can you dunk on nine foot? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever tried to dunk on a nine foot hoop. Probably I, not. I th I think I could get one of those ugly dunks right now where it like goes in. Well, certainly, it... I don't know if I could now, but in college, yeah, when I was 19 and 20, yes. Not everybody could dunk nine feet. I know it sounds easy. It's only a foot less, but... Uh, yeah, what's a normal hoop? Ten feet? Ten. Ten, Ten footer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I could get nine feet. Maybe 15 years ago? Definitely not now. I have a hoop in my driveway. We put it at seven and a half for my youngest. I turned that into dunk, yeah. <laughs> dunk off. You I know? mean, if you want people as in the age of, of you know 30s and 40s to play rec basketball, I mean, that should be a thing. We should get lowered hoop red ba rec they, basketball. They, they have legitimate men's oh, they leagues really? where they play on seven and a half foot hoops. See, now we're talking. And yeah. it's just guys yamming all over now each it's other. It's like living on my dream yeah, in my basement. Foot, you know? And there like, was a <laughs> height limit, too. I think it was like six yes. foot two or something. Yes! Where is this? 
this league been my whole so life? This was this yeah. was the spring. So you had regular intramural basketball, you know, just regular right. five on five, up and down, whatever. But then in the old gym in the spring, they do it was four on four, nine foot hoops, and it was like six two and under. Yeah, that'd be fun. Now we're talking. Wait, why were you playing? I think you can register as six two to be honest with you. Mm, I might have been six two in in full shoes, but I was no shoes, a flat out six <laughs> feet in bare feet. And that's what you go with, isn't it? Yeah, you knew how to game the system just a hair, <laughs> just to stay under that. Was, my work study job was intramural uh, student director, so I could never get that job. I tried to get that job at the rec center; they wouldn't hire me. Oh. I had keys to the field house. Yeah, my see, that's what that year. was my goal. Yeah, yeah, there was, was some one a.m. drunk hoops at, at certain times. <laughs> All right, sounds, let's go. Sounds glorious. <laughs> let's go bam on a nine foot hoop. <laughs> sounds delightful. Let's just go to ESPN National. Da, 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 we'll just da, go da, play da. basketball right now. Now you got me in kind of a mode. I want to go dunk on an eight foot hoop. There you go. See if they want a new overnight team. We'll do the. <laughs> we'll we'll do uh, ESPN sport, Radio Midnight Sports to 4 Center All Night. <laughs> hey. <laughs> With a West Coast slant. Uh, well, let's get it going. We, uh, we, we have a lot to talk about today. The national championship. College football is over. The playoff, the 14 playoff is over. Pac-12 football, as we know it, is over. Pac-12 football is over. And so uh, we have a lot to discuss. We will start uh, by doing a little of a title game peekaboo of Michigan winning the national championship last night. We'll start there. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, the uh, national championship last night. Always a weird vibe when it's on a Monday. The Michigan Wolverines finish a perfect 15-0. They beat the Washington Huskies last night by 21 points, 34-13. to A late touchdown extended that lead. Uh, Blake Quorum had one that separated it when it was 20-13 to in the fourth quarter, made it 27-13. Penix nearly threw a pick six. Michigan down at basically the one, punch it in, 34-13. That is all she wrote. The Washington Huskies fall in the national championship game after beating Texas in the Sugar Bowl, and Michigan 
and their cheating season ends <laughs> with an Addy. <laughs> it helps when you know the signs, right? Uh, that's why Dan Lanning was there yesterday. He was there to share some signs with Jim Harbaugh. Here's what they do in third down. <laughs> what did we make of Dan Lanning? The Danimal. He I was know. all over the place. It was a little weird. It was a little weird to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he had to talk about how to beat the team that he couldn't beat, and so that's kind of a strange <laughs> talking point there. What does it take to beat him? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't think he said, I don't know. No, he didn't say that. But he, I, I mean, you see this a lot, I think, like in years where Georgia's been in the title, they bring in Nick Saban. They want sure. somebody that's familiar with, with the opponent and its exposure for the program. It was weird, though, at halftime. Like, he was this, the guy. He was like the like one of the two analysts at I halftime. Know. Like, it wasn't like he was a part of a dais. He was one of the two guys. That was a little weird. I also think we need to remember this game for not the final score because that's incredibly misleading. Uh this was a game that was 17 to 10 or 20 to 13 whatever it was was 7 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 20 to 13. Yeah, yeah, 20 to 13 with a couple minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Washington's driving, they had to go for it on fourth down eventually when they were down by 14, but this was a back and forth game and their offense had many chances to try and win it. And this is the beauty of football. Like we spent all week last week thinking about the game and talking about the game. We previewed it yesterday. There was one certainty that I had in my mind, and that certainty did not happen. And that was that Michael Penix and Roma Dunze, no matter what Michigan does, are unstoppable. They have been unstoppable all year. I don't care how good the front has been. I don't care who the opponent has been. Like largely all season, those two have been unstoppable, and Penix has been elite. And then you get to this game, and yes, Michigan had a lot of pressure. Yes, it affected Penix. He just flat out had a bad game, and it sucks. I had to go through the same thing last month. I mean, Bo Nix had one of the best seasons in Oregon quarterback history, and then in the Pac-12 championship game, he laid an egg. He did not have a good game, and that happened to Michael Penix. For as good as he was against Oregon in the Pac-12 title, for as good as he was against Texas in the semifinal, they cannot win with him playing at 73%, and he was playing at 73% last night. I I actually think that's a little higher than I would have said. He had a nice uh, couple minutes there at one point, but I think overall just what we were accustomed to seeing from him versus what we actually did see. And I I don't want to overlook the part that is pretty important there, and I don't think you're doing that, but that Michigan defense clearly got to him. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I think physically, they rushed him, knocked him out of the rhythm. Like, every time he passed the ball... He was. It basically felt like he was throwing screen passes half the time because he just wanted to get the ball out quick and not get hit. And Michigan snuffed it out. Like, rarely was a guy catching a screen pass and going up for 15 to 20 yards. We've seen them do that. But Michigan is almost like, we're going to design this to get pressure on you. We probably won't sack you, but our secondary knows that your quick reads are largely screen passes. We're ready for it. Um, I think that's a big part. I don't. I forget the coach's name, but I saw he had a bunch of retweets. A former uh, coach in college, a college coach, talking about that fourth and seven play. Mm-hmm. And I guess it looked like from the, his perspective, Rome was supposed to run a corner route. It was a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication. Yeah. Penix didn't see him, and he just thought he was going to run his route. Instead, you know, Adunze kind of broke it off a little bit. Hey, dude, I'm so open. And, you know, kind of like... It did come back to being a one-possession game, so I'm not trying to, you know, throw out hyperbole here, but I remember seeing that play in the moment and going, there's something not quite on about them today. Like, at that point, he had already missed a couple passes. They had struggled offensively. When he missed that pass, you're kind of like telling yourself... Could be a could be a long night. Now they did come back, but yep. in the moment we had seen them hit that play how many times this year? Automatic all season. 
And then they get to the title game, and you give Michigan, again, a lot of credit. But damn, man, like those were just – that was kind of the game for them. And that's where I, maybe the point you're making, it's just the, the cumulative effect of getting hit and getting pressured that then makes you miss or overthink in certain situations. But that, I thought, was a prime example of just how – football is such a funny sport, and you, you never know what's going to happen on any given Saturday or, in this case, any given Monday – and when you have an opportunity like that, I actually thought it was the right call. I mean, you're down 17 to three. At that point, they hadn't had a stop. They couldn't get. A, I mean, they couldn't stop Michigan's rushing attack at all to save their life. I love the call because you're not. What do you want to be? 17 six? Who cares? You're gonna about punt that? the ball back to the 10 yeah. yard line, and at that point, again, Michigan was running for for like 17 yards a carry. So, like, you got to be aggressive there. And the play worked. They just didn't execute it. And you know that you have miscommunications that take place. But these were a, this was a group of quarterback and wide receivers that always seem to be on the same page. They all they, they seem to know each other's brains and exactly yes. where they were supposed to be at the right time. And in that case, you have a blown coverage. Adunze thinks it's a blown coverage. I'm just running a seam. I'm just running a go route. He scores if he gets the ball. He does. Yeah. And then Penix kind of sees the safety a little bit over the top, and they, ah, I'm going to throw it towards the sideline a little bit. Adunze gets spun around. If you make that catch, I think the game might end up completely different. That's how thin the margins are. And it's ironic that you have a team that hit on all those margins all season long. And then you, get, you have to go do it one more time and in the biggest moment you can't execute and you can't find a way I actually want to give a ton of credit I know we got a lot to get to with this game yeah Washington's defense was embarrassed for the first 10 minutes or so like that was as horrific a start as you could have defensively I mean you could drive a tractor or a dump truck through some of those holes that Edwards and Coram are running through I was worried we were getting TCU Georgia yes. in real time I'm like oh my god they're just gonna bludgeon them with the run game I was cackling on my couch like please more more <laughs> and then after I mean Michigan's offense disappeared after that the worst part out of all this is that we have to now pretend as if J.J. McCarthy won a national championship. I know that he did. No, I mean, he did. But yeah. you get the point. Like, he gets the first interview. He's pointing at his ring. Nice 10 completions, J.J. You didn't do <laughs> S. Get the hell out of here. Didn't do anything against Penn State. He was non-existent against Ohio State. Didn't have to do much against Alabama. He was dog-ass last night. Like, if they had a competent passing attack, Michigan wins that game by 30. But they couldn't. Washington found a way to stop the run, and all of a sudden, Michigan's offense just disappeared for, like, two and a half quarters. So give a lot of credit. If you would have told me going into the game that I would have thought coming out of the game that Washington's defense would be their strength, I would have laughed at you because I thought the offense would have carried them. But largely it was their defense last night, ironically, after their bad start. Is it is it possible? Is it possible that the best play JJ McCarthy made all year was the one where he caught the pass against Alabama <laughs> to kind of knock it down instead yeah. of having it be a fumble. Yeah, it could have been a fumble. You know, like, he he did hit some plays. He obviously hit some plays. The Loveland, we have a lot to get to with this game. Uh, we can carry this over. It's also the end of the 14 playoff last night. Uh, he made the plays that he needed to make. It's a little Jimmy Garoppolo-ish. A it's little. Like, he was 10 of 18. Okay, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> he didn't do it. He couldn't complete a pass for like two quarters of that game. But he had like three or four that just, they were massive when they happened. Oh. And also the run at the very end. Washington's defense snuffed that run out. Like, to you, what you say, I give them a ton of credit for they, how their adjustments were. They physically kind of matched the moment after they being did. shredded early. And they have him backed up deep in their own territory. He's in the end zone when he hikes it. He immediately steps up, and all the Washington D linemen had rushed the edges and left the middle wide open. There was not a linebacker in sight, and he ran for 25 yards. He did. And that was third and seven, third yeah. and nine. Yeah. Like it was a moment where, still 2013, 
you get the ball back, maybe that momentum of another defensive stop swings things for the Huskies a little bit. He had a big scramble. I'll give him that. But yeah, I meant that. I'm not trying to give him all the credit. I'm just saying, like, there were like four or five plays that just pivotal, and he yeah. did make them. Yeah. But I largely agree with what you're saying. The propping him up and acting like he carried the team all year, and you know, people are putting first round grades on this kid. I don't personally see that. Good luck to teams that they draft him in the first round. Somebody's going to take that dude in the top 20. And it felt like Harbaugh and Michigan had a real goal of like, let's try to make it as much about JJ as Blake Corum. And I'm like, hmm. After That's the not game, really the thing. Harbaugh's at the day is saying JJ's the best quarterback in Michigan history, and we're like, oh, all right, okay, all right, all right. There's a guy named Tom Brady that came through. Chad Henney had a pretty good career, but okay, all right. Brian Greasy, Brian Greasy won the last national. Jim championship. Harbaugh himself was pretty good. All right. you know, just just checking, just checking on. But that no, one. it's JJ McCarthy. <laughs> that was the only downside to me for Michigan winning last night because I loved every other second of that game. They played with fire way too much. They needed to put it away earlier, but finally won the game. The only downside was now having to live in this JJ McCarthy reality. Uh, I'm kind of with you there. We have more on this game. We have audio from the coaches. Yes, Kalen DeBoer and Jim Harbaugh. That we'll get to uh, back with more. The end of the playoff era as we knew it. And hello to the new one next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We got the mail sack to get to at 815, so get those mail sack questions in at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. We'll get to that at 815 today. We have uh, some non-national championship stuff to talk about. Yes, we do, Bob. Devastating injury in the National Basketball Association. There's a couple of big ones. I don't know what happened yesterday, but uh, the announcement was made. So a couple of big big dominoes fell. Uh, also, Miami gets to play in six degrees. <laughs> Oof. Have fun. Without any linebackers. Oh, uh, have fun in Kansas City. I'm sure Tua is going to thrive in that weather. <laughs> we might be in six degrees this weekend, too. Are we still getting snow on Saturday? Is that still a it's thing? It's been moved to Sunday on my weather app, uh, and it says 33 on Saturday, 32 ooh. on Sunday. 33 with some some moisture? Like, that's kind of some danger territory for oh freezing. Boy. we got a shot. I hope, uh, hope we can fly back in from San Francisco <laughs> on Sunday. Have fun with that. I hope that door stays on is what I would say. Go blow your doors off. Um... 
Fourteen playoff is over, my man. That it is. The era is over. It started with Oregon losing in the fourteen playoff title game, and it ended with Washington losing in the fourteen. <laughs> Both title losing game. to Big Ten teams and getting ran over by Big Ten teams. Yeah, actually, kind of similar margins too. Wasn't yeah. like forty something to twenty something. Yep. This one was thirty four. I mean, somebody texted in earlier, and it's very like the games had very similar feelings. They've just like everything kind of not clicking for Oregon in that game. Similar for Washington, you having a hard time stopping the run. They're just a little bit bigger and more physical than you. You hang around as long as you can, and then eventually the dam breaks, and there you look up and you're down by twenty. You re- you know what I realized in these two playoff games, and I you know you could simply hear me say this and go, well, you're an idiot, and I yeah, what am I going to respond with? Yeah, you're an idiot. I knew Michigan was good. I did. I uh, didn't think the Big Ten was very good in in total, and so therefore watching Michigan play largely nobody, and then beat Ohio State. I went into that Bama game thinking, like, Bama can do this. Like, Michigan's good, sure, but they have the horses on the other side in the SEC. And that that's really when I became uh, not worried, but, like, thinking, oh, no. And, and this was kind of my concern, was watching Michigan do that to Bama <laughs> and thinking, Washington is capable of being pushed around once in a while. Yeah. Why would the team that just pushed Bama around not also push Washington around? So the game... I mean, it didn't play out exactly how I thought. I think what you hit on, what I hit on, it all came to the light yesterday, and that's why you saw Michigan hoisting the trophy. But the 14 playoff is over now, and next year we got the 12. And I don't know if the 12 is going to make it easier to win titles for certain teams or if this is going to make it even more chaotic and madness. As some people are waking up today, Dirt saying, Georgia was the best team, but they didn't get to play in the game. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how it works. No. But the 12-team playoff will be here next year. 14 playoff is over. I mean, Georgia also had a chance to beat Alabama, and they didn't. Michigan beat Alabama. Um, so I, I, I hate those arguments when they're made. Is, is Georgia probably the most talented team in the country? Yeah, but they had a chance to be there, and if they're there, they would win the national championship, but they lost Alabama. That's how the sport works. Games have consequences. Um, I, it's definitely going to make it harder. I, I think this expanded era pushes you to the brink in terms of depth, um, in terms of resiliency, in terms of needing to be balanced. Like I, I thought a lot of those things for Washington. If Washington and Michigan play that game 10 times, I think I think Michigan wins the series, right? Probably wins six, maybe you know six and a half. You give them something like that. I, I'd go higher on them. They, I thought See, they were I pretty would. impressive. I wouldn't. I think well, I think Washington just had one of those games where they were off last night. Penix was just off, and it's going to happen. They had to, how many drops did they have in big situations? That when they threw the little swing pass to the wide receiver or running back, that they line up in the backfield on Nixon, third down. Yeah, um, Nixon. Yeah. Like it's just a little stuff like that. It's like they haven't done that all year. And then in the biggest game, you have drops. Like I think that was a fourth down play, wasn't it? No, that was third down, it but they third. were still trailing and they had to punt after that, and they were in their own territory. That was kind of my thing is, like, I didn't – I know Michigan's really centered on him. I'm just like, where's Roma Dunze? He had a couple plays. Like, Nixon's your guy on that play? Yeah. He had one at the end where he – Rome was open in the middle. He just yeah. looked at Westover the whole time. On the pick that he threw to culminate the game on fourth down, Roma Dunze was running That's a, the play a, I'm a talking dig about. route, like yes. 15 yards in, wide open. Right in the center of the coverage, perfect. You know he's going to catch the ball if you give him that shot. I just, they didn't do any Debo plays where they ran him. I just, I don't know. I was texting my cousin, who was a Washington alum and devastated, obviously, but I'm like, not enough Rome. Where, yeah. Where's Rome? He's your best player. Find ways to get him the ball. Well, and I think the challenge that you're going to see 
kind of extended on in the expanded playoff is when you don't have depth to overcome certain things, it's really hard to win. Uh, Dylan Johnson's injury was crippling for, for Washington. It just was. He, he gutted it out, and kudos to him for trying to play. He carried it one time and went immediately into the medical tent because a big dude landed on his ankle. I thought he was done, and then he came back and played the rest in. of the game. And then you look at his – yeah, I mean, give him credit. Oh, man, that was incredible. He had 11 carries for 33 yards. He was ineffective. He couldn't move, and we all knew it, but – they didn't feel like they had an option that was better than him. That was the downside of it. And so I think when you get into an expanded playoff, it's just going to make those things that much important. And also the the resiliency on one thing. And that's kind of what Washington had been for chunks this year. And it was always the big fear is that if they're one-dimensional and if you have an off day passing the football – in one of these big games, can you find another way to beat a team like Michigan? And they just didn't have anything in the run game. They had 20 carries for 46 yards. I thought they were too reliant upon it in the first half. They, mm. they were a little too committed to the run. Um, and when you don't have balance, it's just it's really hard to win. And so I think a 12-team playoff is going to shine spotlights on all your weaknesses as the playoff goes on. I, uh, I didn't like some of the highlights. Like he had that play. Penix was getting rushed to his left. Culp, it was the first half play. Culp was running down the middle. They highlighted how he... He didn't hit him. I think he threw a, a shorter pass. I hate when we take those camera angles on Twitter and we're like, I mean, how do, how do you not hit this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, your camera angle's above everything. Exactly. And second of all, are you 6'2 and 6'3 standing with an edge rusher screaming at you? Well, that's it. Penick's focus was so much more on what was directly in front of him. Yes. Than it had been all season long. They disrupted him. Like, the stats, this is where stats lie. And I think Robert Sala said this at one point a couple weeks ago. Sack total numbers are stupid. And a lot of people are like, what? Like sacking? And he didn't mean like they're irrelevant. It's just simply Michigan registered one sack in that game. Mm-hmm. You, me, and everybody that watched that game with a pulse, that didn't feel like a one-sack game. It felt like a five-sack game, a six-sack game. Because of how quickly he made, they made him throw the football, it threw the rhythm off. Uh, so, you know, that's where the numbers kind of lie to you. One sack by Michigan. No, they had enough hurries and pressures to make that feel like more like a five to six sack game, in my opinion. The ironic thing about the numbers, too, behind it is do you know that he attempted more passes under pressure against Texas than he did against Michigan? That's crazy. He was 11 of 17, I want to say, against Texas for like 140 yards and two touchdowns. And last night he was like five of 16 under pressure. He was terrible under pressure. And see, I'd have to go back and see what their definition of pressure is because it, yeah. fe- it doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. When I watch it, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's getting the ball out quick. Yeah, the, when the the moment I knew he was having an off night, there was a lot of them. But I it, and pressure again is a huge part of it. I, the opening throw of the third quarter was just inexcusable. Like you fought all the way to get back into the game. Yeah. It's a ten or a seven point game, seventeen to ten. You get the ball to start the second half. First play of the second half. Yeah, that you're going to get under pressure and just kind of loft one up. I don't care if it was tipped or not. Like. Chuck that ball into the third row. There is no reason to take a chance there. That's the ankle play, right? Where he got hit on the he got rolled up on. Was I, that that I believe I that was the play? I can't remember if he got rolled up on. Yeah, but I know he just lobbed it up to a Dunze and it was tipped. Well, and he and triple he hitched. He wanted to throw it right away and yeah. then he couldn't and and the end did get a fingertip on it that floated it up See, in the air. I think that I believe I'm saying this somewhat confident. I believe that was the they rolled up on his ankle play. I think he was trying to throw it away. And then he got hit, kind of rolled on as he's throwing, and it gets tipped, and it's just like, 
And I'm not making an excuse. You you cannot have that pick there. You're just right. Take a sack. Like even if it's a seven yard loss, like I'd rather live with my chances there than just lobbing a ball up. They went into the half with momentum. Yes, they had all the momentum. Yeah. There was a pucker factor on Michigan sideline of like, how was this a seven point game? Similar to the Bama game. Like, how was this only three? <laughs> you dominated the entire first half. You ran it down their throat seemingly whenever you wanted to, and then you fell in love with the pass. You should have been up by twenty, and they had all the momentum, and they handed it right back to them. We'll get to some of the audio from Harbaugh and DeBoer. Coming up at the top of the hour. Up next, a little look ahead on something of note that's very interesting, I think, locally. That's next. Dirt Spray on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We'll hear from Jim Harbaugh, who's allowed to sit at a certain spot, and Kalen DeBoer, who had a great year at Washington. The playoff has uh, changed things drastically. It makes us not care about some of the wins along the way. <laughs> and I'm not saying any Husky fan out there is sitting here bemoaning the entire season now. It hurts. But, like, the Sugar Bowl, we're kind of at a point now where when you win that game and it's not the title game, it's like, who cares? Did you win the title game, though? That's how it works, man. Welcome to the club. <clears throat> it's not. I don't think it's a good club for the sport to be in. The sport is dirty and gross. And I, however you feel about Michigan and your hatred for Washington, I think if you could just push that to the side, I, I think it's been weird how we've covered, not we, but the proverbial we in the media have covered Michigan in general. Like, almost no real mention of this situation that they got caught cheating. And just like Hancock handing him the trophy that they might vacate, it just was a weird feeling to me. <laughs> and they, I don't even know if they mentioned it on the broadcast. No, no. I don't think I heard it one time. Herbie was telling people, though, you know, some people doubted that defense. <laughs> Who doubted that? The other funny thing that he kept saying, too, and I love Herb Street, but he kept saying, uh, they don't, you don't want to kick the ball back to J.J. McCarthy here. Like, Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, but then the second half, sure he basically was, he didn't want to say it, but he said it without saying it. He was like, you know, you you kind of think if you're Michigan, you want to get back to the ground and pound. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. we all saw what McCarthy was. <laughs> He's not very good. Uh, next year, I looked at the ESPN 2024 way too early oh, top it to 25. Me. Give it to me. I'm rubbing my nipples on YouTube. Rubbing my nipples on YouTube. Number one, Georgia. Shocker. No surprise there. They've added a ton of guys in Let the Let me portal. guess number two. Can I guess number two? Yeah. It is either going to be Alabama or Ohio State. You would be incorrect. Who is it? Texas. Okay, that's ridiculous. Quinn Ewers is coming back. Yeah, they're also that's losing both. Big... They're losing all their defensive linemen and their two wide receivers, and they they have got they, a they, lot of guys in the portal and they're recruiting at a high level. They've but... got Matthew Golden and Ryan Wingo at receiver coming in. Collins, yeah. uh, Simmons, uh, Kobe Freshman. Black, Andrew Makuba. You know all these guys. You know the grades. Makuba is a Clemson transfer. I know that, but some of the other guys you mentioned are going to be true freshmen next year, who were very highly touted recruits, but not often do you know freshmen come in and make that big of an impact. Number three. Your Oregon Ducks. Hey, look at that. A lot of expectation. <laughs> Landing's at the title game last night. You're just scouting it out, man. Seeing what it's like. Lay the land. Well, I was, I was thinking about the Big Ten because now Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten. And I, I don't know what to make of Washington. We 
on this show at multiple times have both had moments of doubting if they'd win games and they proved us wrong, but no Penix, no Adunze, no Trice. You know, you're losing some dudes here. A lot of dudes. And they don't recruit at a high level, as you noted before on yesterday's show. You know, I, I don't know what to expect in the Big Ten next year from Oregon and Washington. Um, can Washington get back to the playoff, even though it is a 12-teamer? I don't know if that's such an easy task. Now you're playing you're playing Michigan next year. And yes, you, you are. You will obviously play Oregon. and you, yeah, you the, the Big Ten, we've seen it a couple times, just some conferences with their top-end teams. They're just bigger bullies than you, and they push around Oregon in 2014, or they pushed you around last night in the title game. I don't know what to expect, but Oregon-Washington heading into the Big Ten what is your expectation in the way too early expectation? I, mean, I, I think this is now the part that I've been looking forward to with Washington football for a long time because they've had a dream season. And as you point out, they have proven us wrong all year. But now we get to the point of figuring out where do they go from here and how do, how do they go about acquiring talent? And can they simply reload or was this a one-off where everything, the stars kind of aligned? You won a lot of close games. You had a lot of sixth and seventh year college football guys, one on one on these margins and little pl- plays along the way that went your way. And is this a one-off season and you're going to regress back to the mean a little bit? Like we saw TCU make the national championship last year. What did TCU do this year? They lost a lot of their team. They couldn't quite reload at that same clip. And I'm not saying TCU will never be back, but they fell off. And I'm not saying Michigan's not, or excuse me, Washington's not going to go to a bowl game next year. But this is the exciting part that I've been looking forward to because I think in college football, it's a double whammy. You have to have the X's and O's and the game planning and the in-game coaching, but talent acquisition is also a massive part of it. And Washington has yet to prove, the staff has yet to prove that they can do that. And so I think next year you're looking at, and maybe years to come in the 12-team playoff format, probably 10-2 and two being the floor of getting in as one of those at-large bids. The SEC is going to be all over that thing, so I think a 9-3 and three team is going to be left out. you got Michigan on the schedule, you got uh, Oregon late in the season but mm-hmm. they beat they continue to beat Oregon so maybe that keeps up next year uh who else they got USC at Penn State I don't know how good UCLA is going to be you got to go to Iowa in October so it's going to be a challenging schedule for them especially in the back half the early start of it in non-conference is relatively manageable with Weber State Eastern Michigan and Washington State um but I think the expectation for Oregon is college football playoff for bus like, I think that would be a massive disappointment with what the talent they're bringing in the talent they're bringing back to not go 10 and 2 and make a college football playoff I was just thinking, the expectations, like, you kind of take title out of it now, don't you? Like, shouldn't the college football world, if you're a program that's recruiting at an elite level and you're consistently a top 15 type team, I feel like expectations, maybe maybe outside of Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, like Ryan Day is on the hottest of seats next year if they don't do something big. Mm-hmm. And maybe Michigan, but they've probably bought themselves a year or two with before that fan base goes rabid again. Well, we'll see what happens with Harbaugh leaves, too, because I still right. imagine that's going to happen. There's there's just what I'm saying is there's only so many teams that realistically, and I, I still don't think it's realistic, go in and like, we got to win the title, otherwise it's a yeah. failure. No. I don't, I don't think most fan bases are operating in that sphere. No, get back to the dance. And then when you get to the dance, anything can happen. You just need you matchups to be right. 12-team playoff, somebody gets hurt, you get a break that goes your way, and you got a chance to win it, maybe you host a game or something like that. But playoff should be the ultimate goal. Washington achieved that goal this year, and that'll be the goal for Oregon. And I'm fascinated to see how this goes for the Huskies because this was a dream season for them. There's a difference, though, between getting to the top of the mountain one time and being able to compete for the mountaintop year in and year out in college football, and that's the question that they have to prove. Uh, quickly, 
before we go to the second hour and hear from Jim Harbaugh and Kalen DeBoer, give me of these four teams your way too early power ranking of how they will finish in the Big Ten next year. Mm. Rough estimation, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon. Give me one through four. I'm going to go Ohio State one, Oregon two, Michigan three, Washington four. Does that mean Ohio State wins at Oregon? Uh, I don't know if it means they win at Oregon, but I do think they're going to be the best team in the Big Ten next year. They, they found their quarterback. Howard, yeah. They just added the Ole Miss running back yesterday, yep. who is one of the, I think, two backs in SEC history with back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons to start his career. Their defense is loaded again. I, I just don't know what Michigan's going to look like next year. McCarthy could be gone. Harbaugh could be gone. And maybe it's just a steady ship that doesn't lose its course, mm-hmm. but I have a hard time seeing that, and Washington is replacing way too much. Uh, hour number two, Kalen DeBoer on uh, the national championship and the season being over for the Huskies, and Jim Harbaugh finally able to take a seat at the table. Hour 2, Dirt and Spray on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 